Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Denis Berrier. He is a global investor. This is Technotopia. This week's episode is sponsored by Eero. Uh, life's too short for bad Wi-Fi. I have a multi-level house, and I always had issues getting Wi-Fi to the top level. So I started using Eero, and it's really changed things around here. The cool thing about Eero is that you have multiple routers, and they all connect together in a mesh network. It's full home coverage. The Eero kit that I have has two devices, one that I keep in the attic and one I keep down near my router. What's even cooler is this thing can stop malware, spyware, phishing attacks, and block unsuitable content. I have a lot of kids in this house, and I try to keep them off of the weird websites. Further, you can use Eero Plus to automatically tag sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content. So you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit right in the app. And it offers ad blocking. You can get rid of annoying ads and pop-ups on all your devices. Oh, well, this thing offers amazing third-party security apps built in, including VPN protection from Encrypt.me, password management from 1Password, and antivirus software from Malwarebytes. Here you can install an enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in your home in just a few minutes. I want you to never think about Wi-Fi again. You can get $100 off the Euro base unit in two beacons package in one year of Eero Plus if you visit Eero.com slash techno and at checkout enter techno. That's right, you get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons. Remember that's Eero.com slash techno and at checkout enter techno for $100 off. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show we have Denis Barrier. He's the uh, he's a co-founder of Cathay Innovations, which is a global uh, cross-continental uh, VC fund. So that's that's pretty cool. I guess you get to see a lot of interesting stuff, Dennis. Or Denny, I'm sorry. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, uh, we have uh, this uh, Cafe Innovation is a global fund investing uh, around uh, a third of the money in the US, a third of the money in, uh, in, in, in Europe, and a third of the money in, uh, in China. So uh, so we, we are well-placed, I think, to, uh, to see uh, the different trends in uh, in technology. Uh, what is uh, when exactly uh, the same kind of subject develop in uh, in the various uh, continents, and and also uh, how how do they pick up, and uh, what uh, depending the geography, what works uh, the best, what scales uh, the best. So this is uh, what we what we do. And uh, with our global team, we can connect very fast to have um, this uh, very good view on uh, the evolution of global technologies. What what does innovation look like in in Europe versus the U.S. versus um, versus China? Well, I think uh, I think in uh, in Europe uh, the, the innovation is uh, is linked to startup, but also a lot to to large company, to Fortune 500 uh, company, because uh, the market, are, uh, each market in Europe is pretty uh, is smaller than the U.S. market or the Chinese market, and the, the startups are often uh, different, uh, lower lower scale. So uh, and the, so there is, I think, today in the dynamic of uh, evolution of the innovation, uh, the the corporate company. Uh, start to work uh, much better with uh, with startup. They, they digitalize uh, more, and uh, the startup uh, can uh, maybe have a more interest to to rely to with strategic partnership with uh, with large uh, large corporate. And then 
the scale uh, globally. And I think that today, one trend that is about fintech, I think uh, um, compared to, to the US, the, what happens in fintech in Europe is pretty, uh, is pretty impressive. So mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, in fintech, uh, Europe may, may be in some subject uh, one year in advance compared to Europe which is quite uh, astonishing because it's not uh, the, the, um, the case in other, uh, in other countries, in other uh, subjects. And uh, you, you see uh, banks like uh, N, uh, N26 or uh, companies as uh, uh, Monzo who, who have started to, to develop, to acquire customers when seeing a transition uh, of uh, um, people for a purely digital bank and this mm -hmm. one year in, uh, in advance. And, and uh, you take the same uh, subject you compare to, to China, it's a fully different uh, landscape as uh, now uh, there are very large uh, companies that are emerged, very large platforms as uh, Alibaba, Tencent, uh, Pingan, that uh, can be com compared, so you think like uh, GAFA and uh, in FinTech, as there was no credit card, there was nothing, they, they do a lot uh, themselves, and uh, it's much more digitalized, mobile, uh, ca cashless. So uh, here, uh, uh, it's also a different uh, comparison for uh, this subject. All right, very nice. So <clears throat> I guess what are some of the major trends that you're seeing? Uh, you mentioned digital banking. You mentioned uh um, and I know you guys do a little bit of everything, logistics, etc. What are some of the yes. major global trends that you're seeing? Uh, I think uh, one uh, one is uh, of uh, the the trend is uh, that that we saw also at uh, at CS is that uh, you know the the IoT uh, uh, and uh, their their command, for instance, in VOM, it is the, the uh, things are are starting to to merge. And uh, so all the connected uh, devices um, are not just connecting, provided inside, but uh, they are taken in a whole eco ecosystem, and uh, that is uh, powered by the AI. When you look at the US, it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, really the voice, like Alexa, Google Home, that mm -hmm. command uh, a lot of things, and you embed with AI. In China... There is a sort of the same kind of trend that is uh, happening, especially in the mobility field and uh, all uh, about the, the smart city where you, you, see, uh, <coughs> you see clearly all that is connected <coughs> with more and more part of a whole connected ecosystem. And this connected ecosystem is uh, more and more managed by uh, AI. <coughs> and at the same time, you see that it changed uh, the way people sell things, the business model of uh, those companies, for instance, in car, in, in mobility, where before people were more selling the, the object, they, they were more selling uh, mm -hmm. cars, they were more selling uh, hardware, and now they are more trying to, to sell a service, like uh, battery swap for a scooter, or this kind of thing, investing in the infrastructure and providing on-demand the the AI power service uh, to the people who really uh, take it by the usage. So we really see in China this uh, change towards uh, 
an, an economy of yourself things towards yourself and the services for more and more things, and this is powered by AI. Mm -hmm. That's actually very interesting. I, I actually uh, recently bought a new car, uh, mostly because uh, I wanted the new hardware. I wanted to, I wanted new services inside of it. I didn't really care about the vehicle anymore. Yes, and uh, and uh, uh, there is a, uh, there are at the same time the, the platform enabling uh, people to to share uh, to share their car to uh, to put that uh, on, but. Uh, on the, the new services uh, are now, now more and more uh, connected to the whole uh, infrastructure of uh, traffic, to uh, to many things, to 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 check where to go, to be more sustainable in China, to, to spend, uh, um, to to not to to pollute less. So this is really. Uh, I think you were very sensitive. To the, the trend, and I'm very happy <laughs> that you are uh, an early uh, an early adopter of uh, what is uh, becoming uh, mainstream uh, already. Yeah. And I think it's just the beginning. Fascinating. All right, what is um, what does your world look like in 20 years? This is a question I ask everybody, but I think it would be it might be interesting because you see it you see it in uh, three different uh, three different continents. Do you think China uh, becomes the preeminent uh, economy? Uh, I think in terms of uh, volume, if you if you take only if you take only uh, uh, the, the Chinese uh, the Chinese market, the Chinese market will be uh, much uh, much larger uh, than any other market uh, in the world. And what I see also in uh, in China is a, a transition towards uh, digital. That is uh, the faster in uh, that we see in the world now. Now, uh, China may be the most digital economy uh, in the world for the part that uh, is not, I would say, in tier three or, or city where people they just uh, take, uh, they just adopt uh, all the new uh, technology and the AI is developing uh, very fast. After, uh, uh, even if uh, uh, the U.S. in terms of, uh, I think, pure pure innovation is uh, is ahead, and uh, we we see that uh, the economy is also becoming uh, more digital. And it, it's very uh, hard today to to anticipate to know if uh, the, in 20 years uh, China will be the, the leading uh, the leading power in AI, or it will be. Uh, it would be the, the U.S. I think uh, China is a huge, uh, huge trend, and uh, uh, it's a, it's an open uh, it's an open question. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, I think that uh, Europe is uh, even if there is uh, the scale today, there is a lot of uh, dynamics that we we see in Europe. And I would say, this in France, uh, France uh, has uh, has risen today. I think in uh, in the startup uh, world. As uh, as the leading uh, uh, country in uh, in continental Europe, and there is also um, Brexit that may change uh, things. Mm -hmm. But there is a lot of uh, dynamic with uh, with that, and we, we will see at what pace the, um, the industry will uh, will change. And in uh, in twenty years, I think the, the the world we can anticipate is uh, is a world. Where everything will be uh, connected, and mm -hmm. 
a lot of things will be um, commanded by the AI and uh, a lot, you know, autonomous manner. So what will be fully autonomous? What will be uh, semi-autonomous? And uh, how you can uh, live in a world that is not only commanded by the machines mm -hmm. uh, is also uh, is also an open uh, is today an open uh, an open question. That's an interesting. Uh, do yes. borders matter? So you're you're French. Uh, there's uh, there's obviously Brexit going uh, going on up north from you. Um, the rest of Europe is facing uh, sort of a populist populist revolution. It seems to me that all that stuff is going to peter out over time. But do are we entering a, p a point where there are no borders? Where the the vision of the EU uh, becomes completely true? Where uh, it doesn't really matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your passport uh, says, because we are going to be uh, controlled to a degree by AI that says, go do this, eat this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's going to be a strange, strange situation to be in, uh, especially for humans who are used to hitting each other over the head with a shovel because some line goes mm. over somebody else's, uh, somebody else's mountains. No, I think, I think uh, for, for the EU, there is also there is already no no frontier, so uh, you can go from another country to another. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's free, it's uh, it's free. It's more than uh, about uh, some people speak Spanish, some people speak uh, German. So it's more uh, a cultural way to to develop in the market. And I think that the Brexit is also uh, showing mm -hmm. for a lot of European people that Europe has value because. Uh, um, people see what uh, happens, and before I would say you could you could uh, accuse Europe for a lot of things, but uh, the, the Brexit also showed to continental Europe that uh, getting out of Europe has a cost, that it changed things, it matters, and that uh, Europe doesn't, uh, even if there is a populist uh, some populist uh, trends, it doesn't bring only. Uh, uh, bad things, but uh, there is uh, really an interest to stick together and to have some some um, some scale. So me, I'm uh, I'm quite uh, I'm qu quite optimistic about uh, the future of uh, of Europe mm -hmm. and um, about uh, the way uh, the you know the automation and things will happen in the next twenty years depends a lot about also the people and the rules they want to to have and uh, you you can have ai you can have things but it's the it's the people who will say uh, what is relevant what should be the rules and um, and it will be different uh, depending on the country for instance uh, when we when we have uh, my team I, I, uh, which are global. You, you ask him about the, the value that technology must uh, must have, and uh, in the US they are they are very sensitive that to define some rules, to define some way of acting that are ethics, that are, and to to have this uh, sort of a charter mm -hmm. that makes that uh, we stick to something that uh, that works and that not against the people. In China, it's uh, a lot. Uh, about sustainability, so uh, big, they, uh, people uh, they, they want this. They want the technology to bring sustainability to to the world, to be more uh, to to be to have a long-term development for 
a common life. And um, so this is very important. That's interesting. The principle of sustainability. Yeah. And in Europe, and in Europe, they saw what is happening about privacy and uh, all of this. And uh, people are extremely sensitive today. That's why GDPR happened in, uh, in Europe. They are very sensitive about privacy, about until when you can uh, invite and know about the private life of people. And uh, that AI on tech uh, is for good and create good things. So there are various, uh, I would say, and uh, while in China they are less sensitive to uh, the notion of uh, privacy. So I think uh, it's uh, people in the various region that would uh, make what uh, rules, moral rules, what, uh, what are the rules that must uh, apply to automation and the automation and the AI will work differently in different regions depending on what uh, uh, the sensibility of uh, the, the people depending on their culture. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, so you're, you're saying, you're saying borders don't matter as much as much as culture matters. Exactly. This mm -hmm. is not, uh, I think we, we, we see uh, sort of a, uh, uh, in the border, uh, sort of reinforcing uh, uh, the, the border uh, sometimes. And, uh, but I think in the long term, the, the real thing is not the physical, you know, the, the border. It's the culture. It's, uh, it's that uh, and the, the way people consider life sticking together and things like that. That will define uh, the, the way of life in each important uh, part of uh, the world. All right, wonderful. Denis, thank you very much for this. This is, uh, this is some interesting eye-opening stuff. I'm glad to hear that, uh, that somebody's uh, investing in Europe as well. It's, it's really frustrating over there to, uh, to get seed and, uh, and, and Series <laughs> no, A. No, no, we, uh, we are very... Uh, we, are, we are bullish on uh, Europe and we see big... Uh, but we believe that big things may, may happen. So mm -hmm. uh, Europe is... Uh, is on the is on the map. All right, sounds great. All right, Denny, <laughs> thank you, thank you for joining us on Technotopia. Uh, this thank you. Been, this has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank All you right. very much. Bye. Right. Bye bye. Bye. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Technotopia is also sponsored by Jaywalk. Jaywalk is a new app that pays you to walk. You can try it out at jaywalk.me. It's created by me, John Biggs, and a few of my friends. Jaywalk.me, please check it out.